Hey Wildcats, welcome back to the Sorry Brothers podcast. I'm your host Reese today, and today I'm joined by Mike and Melanie. Hello there. Hello. Hello. We just want to talk about films today, so <laughs> I came up with the idea of just picking some random year, and then we'll, we'll go in and pick a film from that year each and see if we can talk about it. Um, first of all, how are you guys? On top form. <laughs> And we're going to go from 1971 to 2022. We're going to see what we get out. We've got a... Well, way to date the recording. We've got a 50... <laughs> and I've been given the year 2000. Oh, can I pick the busteds? Oh, no, wait, that's 3000. <laughs> that's 3000. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, what do I have? Let's have a look. Let's see what I have. Well, by the way, we're all going off our letterbox. Please wait while our hosts choose their selected films. Okay, well, Mike, you sound confident. Go on. What have you picked? I have picked a film from the from 2000 that started one of my favorite franchises even though i don't think it's the best in that franchise uh, i picked final destination ah you Uh, took one off my list good i don't have to pick it cool excellent uh just because it rules (laughs) awesome uh you haven't seen final destination have you normally no ah i won't go into any spoilers then it's just they all die it's such an easy like gimmick for a film and it's one that like they've just managed to do well Time and time again. So the first one opens with it's this guy and he's going on a school holiday. Um, but he keeps seeing all these like omens of plane crashes at the airport. Um, then he gets on the plane and he sees like all these things. It's like how do you know when a time loop movie starts and you have like all the really distinct things happening? It's like that, and he's getting on the plane, and he's like, There's a specific like table on the back of a seat where the hinge won't go on. There's one specific person asking for the like stewardess for something, and he sees all these things. And then the plane explodes and everyone dies. And then he wakes up and it turns out it was a dream. But then he starts seeing all those like same specific things. So he freaks out and starts complaining. He gets kicked off the plane. Hey, Mike, the plane's not going to blow up. <laughs> yeah. And then a bunch of like, that's freaking me out. So they follow him. Yeah. Um, and then the plane does blow up. Then death sort of starts hunting them down to kill them in the order they should have died. But what? sets final destination apart is that all the death scenes they're not like classic slasher ones where it's they're just not like set oh, up. some guy they're with a weapon up. comes along they are set up like a like a rube goldberg death machine where like the whole scene you know when a character's about to die and the whole scene you like see all the things like going into place and you just don't know exactly how it's going to happen and it just makes all the death scenes super tense because you're watching it like oh is it going to be that is it this and it's, it's just great it managed to have two of the deaths, at least, to be complete surprises for me. Like, I didn't expect them to be the one that died. Um, I know exactly one of the ones you mean. Well, there's two of them. There's the step out, and then there's the flying... What? What yeah. is it? What is yeah. it? What, what, what is flying in the air? It's part of a car. Yeah, something gets like... Because the train goes over, and it, it hits it up, and it, and it beheads the guy, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I know there is one death in Final Destination that is um, logs coming off of a truck. 
Yeah, that's in Final Destination 2. Nah. Which is which is an equally horrific Horrifying. scene. Because they all start... Well, they're all supposed to start on like something that could just happen in day-to-day, which is what makes those scenes so scary. So it's Final Destination 1 is it's a plane crash. Final Destination is it's like a highway like pile-up with loads of crashes. Final Destination 3 is it's a roller coaster crash. Final Destination 5 is um it's a bridge collapse. And they're all things that are like, yeah, they're scary because like they could just happen at any moment. Then Final Destination 4 is they're all at the NASCAR race watching the NASCAR and a car crashes and it sends all of the cars like exploding and flying into the audience and everyone in the audience dies in horrific ways. And it's like that has happened before though. I know, like, but like there, there it's have not as common a fear as like car crashes yeah. or bridge collapses or roller coaster crashes. Well it? it 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 all it all picks events where Okay, the chances of you dying in this thing are very unlikely. However, if the accident does happen, there's not much you can do. I always laugh first at Final Destination. Um, firstly, because it reminds me of um, the Friends joke. What about the left phalange? Uh, <laughs> which is the bit that actually blows up. Like, <laughs> uh, it's like a bit that blows up in it as well. And then it's... Um, yeah, I, I hate flying anyway. I, I really don't like being in planes. Like I've, When I've gone abroad... The worst bit is getting on the plane because once it shuts, you're like, I'm, I'm not happy. I'll, 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 I'll take something to knock me out. So I'm completely like knocked out for an f- entire flight. Um, mm. You're trapped in a contained box. And if something does go wrong, you're fucked. Um, you're stuffed. You know? uh, but that's what's and- so scary about Final Destination as well because it's one of those franchises where they pretty much tell you from like the first scene. There's just like yeah. no way out. Like Everyone's <laughs> going to die at some point because the second death's after them in them, just like their whole yeah. life is, they run away from death. It's just such a great concept. I mean, a slasher it's... where the villain is actual yeah. death. Yeah, and, and it has it has that good starter where a lot of disaster, a lot of the best sort of disaster films, which I, this is a disaster film, um, which it shows is is that it, it takes time to like establish that everyone going on the plane, like, and then you know, you watch it the second time, you're meeting all these people. They're all going to be dead in twenty yeah. minutes. It's not very nice. It does a good job of letting you know who everyone is as well. I think the structured way that they get, like, this is the order they die in because this is the way it would have blown up. It's a bit contrived, but it's a good, like, it's a good, like, thing to build the the, the plot around, the story around. And it's something the others build on well, the, the like, how the order of deaths. Happens. I'm happy they, I'm happy they sort of get out of it and then they sort of don't. Like, it's open in the air. It's, I, I, I've watched the second one, and it's not as... I don't find it as fun, because it, it, it focuses on those bits a bit too much. Uh, but this focuses on purely, like, shock factor. I do think I do think that Final Destination 4 and 5 suffer, because it's part of the franchise. I think that 4 is awful. I think 5 is my favourite one. 5 is very good. 5 is, like... Here's a Final Destination film. You know exactly when you know exactly what's going to happen in every film because you've seen it a hundred times. Yeah, but that's the thing with any horror franchise is you know how they're going to go. I, I like the the more comedic deaths that that seem to happen in like two, three, and four. I, I particularly like the bar the, the barbecue blowing up. I think that's really funny. The uh, the uh, ass in the swimming pool. <laughs> oh, Melanie, you know who's in you know who's in a uh, Final Destination four? No, Nate. <gasps> yeah. Really? Yeah. He gets his no, I think I think the guy with the claw, he just steps in the lift and you're like, oh, okay. 
don't know if I want to watch a Final Destination. And the, 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 the most horrific one is the, the car wash. Because uh, that's just like, huh, that comes out of nowhere. And no, it's horrific one for me. Just because of how tense they build it up is um, girl doing a gymnast routine. Oh, yeah, but that, that was the trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, because that goes on for so long. That was the trailer. That was that's the trailer of the film. Is there one with a sunbed? Like there is one with a sunbed. Yeah. Oh. Three has um one of the worst lines of dialogue I've ever heard in it, coming from one of the best actors ever. It's got Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it, and there's a scene where <laughs> someone references the fact that SpongeBob lives in a pineapple under the sea, and she goes, "It's so sad that you know that." What? <laughs> Everyone knows that. Yeah, that's such niche knowledge. They're worth watching, though, just for the plot twist in the fifth, which is the craziest plot twist of all time. It blew my mind when I saw it. <laughs> Maybe the best plot twist ever. <laughs> worth watching just for that. All right. Uh, no. Yeah, they're really good. There's only one bad one, which is impressive. Which one's Especially the bad one? Five. The Final Destination. Yeah, and Clear Rivers is a dreadful name for a character. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Um, I also envy Death in it. He must have like the best job ever. I I I, I want to see a Final Destination film from like the perspective of like Death. And he's trying, trying to how am I going to kill him this time? Like like maybe mm. is there like is there like a is there like a Death company and he's just like an employee and he's like it's like right, the Santa I'm... Claus. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like he's like is there a company that like delivers fatalities and like and it's like oh shit I missed one. What do I do now? Oh I have to go all the way around. Oh wait, let let's destroy that billboard. Oh wait, let's 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 drop this mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a bit more to it then. Maybe maybe he's trying to like hide from his boss. Well, no, because it's, it's a nightmare job logistics wise. Because you also have to work out who's gonna kill next when you when you skip someone, and then you've got to work out because in two it's like it's all the people who survived because the people in the first one got off the plane. And their deaths delayed yeah. these people going to their deaths. So he's got to call them in reverse order. So it sounds like there's a lot of paperwork involved for death. <laughs> Poor death. <laughs> also, fun fact, Melanie, uh, the first Final Destination has the record for highest kill count in the kill count. Because oh. <clears throat> nice. of the plane exploding. Because <laughs> of the plane. It's also it's also weird to think that a plane like like, like a film like this is is just before like nine eleven as well. Like you. I think it's always important to think like oh, when yeah. these films come out, and like you think the horror of this film, and you think, oh, it's it's before uh, it's, it's before they could like it was bad to dramatize such things. Uh, I don't know it, I I don't think we'd get a film like this again. Like like the, the like the instant <laughs> horror. The of, well, no, no, I don't. I don't even think the next four Wait, live up. You don't to think it. we're gonna get films with plane crashes anymore now? No, no, it's in like the, the way it's built up, and. Mm. Uh, the, the lack of security and stuff like that it's it, it's glaring you know, oh, I mean, um... yeah yeah because they sort of just walk into the airport and then get on the plane oh, and I mean, get yeah. off the plane I mean, that's the that's the thing with any film. have you seen have you seen home alone 2 they just they just <laughs> he literally gets on the wrong plane like that wouldn't happen today <laughs> no of course not <laughs> anyway <laughs> final destination great film and it's one that good it ticks off one off my list that mm. i don't have to pick melanie Alright, yeah, I'm gonna pick a depressing one. Um, I'm gonna pick it for two reasons. First, it's the most recent one I watched that isn't Scream 3 on the list of 2000 movies. <laughs> um, and then 
I'm not picking it for these two reasons, but it's depressing because it features an actor Mike really hates. <laughs> oh no, it's Jared Leto. What <laughs> oh, is it? And um, it is about drugs and oh, yeah. addiction. Oh for a dream, haven't <laughs> and you? And it's Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> I referenced that earlier on today in the group chat. <laughs> I'm guessing you guys have seen it. Requiem for a Dream video game. Ooh, what? Not for a very <laughs> long time. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, so yeah, You're Requiem not doing a great a job selling me on it. <laughs> yeah, Mike, I don't think you should watch it. Uh, if no, there's it's... only two things I'm into, it's Jared Leto and drugs. Uh, Mike, it's got Keith David in it. It oh. does have Keith David in it, but... um, I'm... <laughs> I'm not sure you would like his character. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a very like depressing film. Character. It's a very like artistically interesting film. Uh, it's directed by Darren Aronofsky. It's it's not just about well, no, it is about drugs, but it's like about addiction generally. Um, and you've got Jared Leto and his friend that I don't know. I don't know any of the names anymore. <laughs> and then you've got his Jennifer mother Conner and his girlfriend. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, Jennifer Connelly is his girlfriend, I think. Marlon Wayans in his only good film. <laughs> um. And um, I think Marlon Wayans is his best friend, I mm-hmm. guess. And then his mother. And they're all addicted to something. So the group of three, I'm guessing it's heroin. I don't know much about drugs, but they're shooting it into their arm. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it's heroin. <laughs> 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 and and just the mother the least funny subject matter possible in the funniest <laughs> Ain't and no fun without drugs. And the mother is sort of addicted to... Well, she's obsessed with the television and with this weird losing like weight loss program. And then she gets like pills and she gets addicted to those. And yeah, I think it's just a very interesting looking film. I think... And the acting is actually pretty good. Even from Jared Leto. <laughs> to be fair, he was younger then. Maybe less he weird. He not be a bad actor yet. Yeah. I, um, I looked up Darren Aronofsky on IMDb. Yep. I was just checking what other stuff he had done. And I don't know if it's just like his IMDb picture alone, but I think if you were to make a biopic about him, I think uh, <laughs> um, oh, David Arquette would do an excellent job. <laughs> oh, I thought that is a picture of David <laughs> No, it's not a picture of David Arquette. <laughs> Darren, Avano- Darren uh, Aronofsky yeah. did the only film about maths I actually like. Which I think is, is it called Pi, <laughs> Yeah, is it? it is. So, the thing with Darren Aronofsky is the only other film I've seen by him is Mother. And there, oh, um, oh God. it was very, like, horrible, on awful. the nose. and <laughs> I wouldn't call it <laughs> no, I don't think it's that bad. Did you see it in cinema? Because I didn't. No, and no I, I didn't see it in cinema. I wish I didn't. But it's like it's it's very it's trying to be pretentious and like all that 
it's very on the nose and i feel like I wrecking mean, for a dream is just it's just i mean it's an earlier pre- film pretentious i mean she's called mother there's a ma- <laughs> there's a character called him there's a character called man woman older man man <laughs> older, young, can say younger without, brother without, damsel without, <laughs> yeah, without um spoiling too much they have adulterer real names in wrecking yeah. for a dream um, mother, mother is bonkers i think i think yeah. I think if you like it, if you if you like it, you like it. It's 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 very particular, isn't it? It's yeah. Just... The thing is, I think Mother is also supposed to be shocking with like a few scenes at the end there. But like Requiem for a Dream literally makes your like hair stand up on your arm, and like the music he uses as well. Well, it's, and... one, of the, it's one of the most famous um, like motifs, like, isn't it? In course, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, it was used I, I, in the Two Towers trailer. I heard it the other day. And it just immediately gave me like goosebumps again. It's very good. Um, and it's just this this sort of descent into madness, really, the whole thing. And yeah, it's very depressing. I mean, I don't want to watch it again, to be honest. Best kinds of films. So sad you can't go near them. <laughs> I, I I think it's uh, I, I where where I think it succeeds is that it it scene by scene it makes you feel really good like like when i'm watching it i'm getting a high off it like i'm enjoying it and then it builds up to the you're getting a high off it no but do you know what i mean like like you're getting a buzz off it i think there's an essence to it that is it it's in the way it's written it's paced it's it feels quite positive as it goes along yeah i mean and then it hits you in the end and it's like ah okay this is just addiction like you get addicted to the characters you get addicted to the to the film and then it hits you and you have no you have no like you have no bottom to to land on how it ends like it's haunting haunting in the end as well yeah it's haunting very much um the thing is with the three characters there is a point where it seems like it's getting better for them and then it completely crashes for them but with the mother it's like it's just constantly she's just getting worse and worse and it has nastier scenes in it I'd say. <laughs> the mother it has quite nasty scenes in it sarah i think <laughs> um yeah it's very nasty scenes oh mm. with the arm at the end yeah mm. with uh when yeah it's on know. amazon prime if you want to get a jared leto fix um mike i recommend <laughs> mike, it <laughs> if if it's okay if there was only one more jared leto movie you have to watch make it this one <laughs> Not Morbius. <laughs> Not Morbius. No. Uh, Birds of Prey two. It's gonna be in it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, only no, time it's... you'll ever hear me make that noise about Birds of Prey two. It is exactly those kind of films that I will give a high rating on, and I'll be like, "Yeah, it's a very, it's a very well made film," but I will never watch it again. Did you know that Darren Aronofsky directed episodes of Supermarket Sweep in America? What? <laughs> Isn't that a reality TV show? I gotta fact check this. Oh, it's a it's a British game show, Melanie, where you answer questions. You're in a supermarket. You yeah, answer questions, and that to... gives you a certain amount of time. <laughs> and then have you have to look. run around the supermarket and find specific products and get them into your trolley. Yeah. Oh, in the you amount have to of time you've got, specific... and then you win prizes. I oh am... no! It's a it's a student film based off Supermarket Sweep. That he made in nice. college. Nice. Ah, how cool is that? He's a... everyone starts somewhere. Do you know what that? Do you know what that means? Um, Darren Aronofsky knows who Dale Winton is. 
He knew who Dale Winton was because he used to host it. No, I bloody he was love a big Super- fan of the Ryland version. Oh, he made Noah. I bloody love Superman. I like Sentinel. Noah. I like Noah. It's a good film. <laughs> Why is Noah Sentinel not in this film? Because he was probably like three. No, twenty <laughs> fourteen. No. <laughs> He'd already, made, he'd already made Turkles by then. But, so no. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I, that was a good film. It's, it's, it's a Noah? competent, it's a competent, it's a competent biblical tale, and Russell Crowe's fine in it. Not Jack- two wettest Noah films, Turkles and Noah <laughs> Twenty Fourteen. <laughs> what? We're not SPF Eighteen. Oh yeah. Oh, that's very wet. Three wettest Noah Wait. films. <laughs> We're not talking about Melanie. No, sorry. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, I just. <laughs> Sorry, it's a... Oh, it's a different. It's a different Jack Jack O'Connell. O'Connell. I just saw Jack O'Connell <laughs> on the cast list for Requiem oh. for a Dream, but I'm pretty sure in 2000, no, Jack O'Connell mistake, was Lee. still you're looking, the, <laughs> you're looking at the cast list for Skins season three and four. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a different Jack O'Connell. Is he? Oh. No, it's a different one. Different guy. Otherwise, a teenage Jack O'Connell would have played Corndog Stand Boss in Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> I gotta see this film. Unlike- <laughs> unlikely. I feel like this is um, when Darren Aronofsky was still, you know, he wasn't trying to be too pretentious. It's still very artsy. And all that, but it's it actually does something emotionally to you. But yeah, um, it's a very crazy film, and I think people should watch it at least once, and then never watch it again. Uh, so I'm gonna go for a film I only saw for the first time last year. I watched it because I couldn't be asked to watch Squid Games. I couldn't be asked to watch eight. Eight hour long episodes. So I was trying to think of other like battle royale films, and so I just went. F- I put so I, I I put on battle royale. And I I didn't know what to expect for years. I thought battle royale was like uh, PUBG. I thought <laughs> PUBG was based <laughs> off it basically, and I was expecting like some military thing where they're in a forest and they have to shoot each other, and it is that. What I didn't know. It turns out instead it's based off Fortnite. What? No, no, don't, 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 no. Battle Royale stars, they all fly out of the bus. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not equating this to Fortnite in any way. No, 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 no. What I didn't expect was to be Japanese. Didn't know that. I didn't expect it to have um, General Takeshi, is it, as an older version of himself. Not canonically, but it's the same character. What, like Takeshi's Castle? Yeah, the, the person what? who plays General Takeshi, he plays the main character. Um, Takeshi Taka- Kitano, he plays the main. He plays the main bad guy in this, and it's is a he... game. It's like a game show, and he was is he an old Takeshi. No, oh, okay. no Takeshi's castle is, but his his character yeah, yeah. name is Takeshi T- Kitano. So it, not it's it's not like definite, but it's implied that it's sort of like the same character, like old game show host. So that's quite clever, and he he plays it brilliantly. He's hilarious in this, which is quite a nice twist. But it has—I didn't realize it involved kids, and now children. Oh, and you I didn't. And no, I didn't when I was going into it. And it was like it started off as like a school trip, 
And like, unlike the Hunger Games, the, the Hunger Games is based off one character, yeah? You, you see it through the eyes of Katniss. And even though you've got characters like Peter and... Is it Fennec? Yeah. Is he another one? Finnick and... Uh, and um, uh, Rue Chris Hemsworth's and, brother. Yeah, Rue. And you have all these characters. But it's all through the eyes of Katniss. It's a very lonely experience. This film is told literally through the eyes of 42 different kids as they're about to experience their deaths. Hmm. Um, basically, if you don't know what Battle Royale is, uh, 42 kids get dropped in this place. Or oh, no, no, they didn't get dropped. They get sent out from this cabin and one by one, they get a number, one to 42, and you've got to run out, get your bag and get as far away as possible. And it's last man standing. And you see all 42, all 41 deaths. I'm not, it's, it's Battle Royale. Listen, they, a lot of them die. Um, and it gives time to each and every one of them and it gives like a story to each of the 42 and you think after a long time like I, I you, you sometimes get get this with very gory films is that is it becomes desensitized like the gore and the violence and you're like okay I expect another one but they do they do so well in building each character up just just in the like for, just in like a couple of minutes sometimes over like the whole film that when you reach the end and they perish, it's like, oh my god, I feel for every single one of the 42, apart from the bad characters who are just bastards, you're like, yeah, they died, die, die, bitch. Um, so yeah, there, there are a couple of like suicides in it, which are really sad. There's a couple of like tech guys who get really close to winning and then they die, and it's just, ah, oh, it's so frustrating. Anchored by this really hilarious performance by Kitano as this, 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 um, he looks like an old gym teacher. Like he's dressed <laughs> as like a, he's dressed as like a PE teacher, right? And it's it's framed as like a school a school trip to start with, and they don't realise they're going on to um, to fight each other. And he's really cruel. He kills two people before the game even starts. Like it's just like, and it's so it's like it's out of nowhere. Like you know it's coming because oh he's got a knife there and she's misbehaving and oh. Oh, okay. They're not even like going to hold back with the gore. It's going to be full on bloody, and like the first person to go out immediately like die. And it's just like I, I taken aback. I think it's a really, really. I think it's a masterpiece, and I I'm I'm surprised I didn't really hear about it much before. Like I I knew what a battle royale scenario was, didn't realize it was so lit. Like I didn't realize it was so like horrifying in the film. But I said the all forty two kids, all of them dying. Like, they have depth to them. And, like, any piece of trauma that comes outside of the game, so we're talking about stuff like rape that's happened before the game, um, violence out the game, bullying, homophobia, racism, all this stuff, um, classism, it's all, like, they're all... Most, they're all the, although there's 42 of them, there's, like, really personal relationships, and there's, like, people seeking specific people out. There's, like... Um, people who are younger than people, people who bullied them in school and they're still dominant. There's two, like, ringers in the game, which is really funny because, like, they, they've got... They, they purposely get given, like, really good weapons. Um, if I have to put one flaw, is that there is... There is a really confusing bit at the end of the film that, if you're not paying attention, you go, how, how did he get there and why is he still there and how are they going to do that now? There's a bit of that to it. Um, but, <laughs> again, it's anchored by this really hilarious performance by the villain, 
who's just so like he's 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 he basically spends the entire film sat on a sofa basically like watching and then like like bored like he's eating pasta and he's drinking and it's just it's it just gives a brilliant menacing and then turns into boredom like he, his character and it's just it's just brilliant um yeah i really re- recommend going to watch this film uh, have you ever uh, have either of you seen it before I haven't no, seen it. It's been on but, my um, for a long time. I'm surprised you hadn't heard about it before, just because during the um, Hunger Games times, like when the books were big and then when the films started coming out, like everybody that was trying to be a little bit like, mm, you're That's like, exactly mm. what I was going to say. All the they edgy were like, kids. Oh, all the edgy kids, like, oh, Battle Royale is so much better better yeah. <laughs> oh yeah you shouldn't like hunger games because it's just lame battle royale yeah, oh guess what two things can be good <laughs> well battle just... royales um the stuff it's out... just a lame the stuff, copy the stuff outside the island isn't brilliantly well fleshed out there's a there's like an overpopulation there's, there's two things there's an overpopulation like sub mm. like like motivation behind it but also there's like a there's a problem with the youths of, of Japan. Like, they're not obedient enough. And this is one way to make them more obedient by making them all kill each other. The youths of Japan. The youths of Japan. Classics. <laughs> um, uh, it's directed by Kinji Fukushawa, uh, who's done a load of... Like, like he's done a load of horror... Um, these sort of um, brutal horror films. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was approached to do it very late. Like very late into the project uh and it was one of his last films before he died of cancer um i I think i think that the the main influence to this was probably torah 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 which is it's it's about the attack on pearl harbor so it's sort of like you've got these cast that are trapped on this island that have really little means of escape um and it's from told from like a japanese perspective um, the failed diplomacy, which is the, the thing that starts Battle Royale. Um, and then it covers the days leading up to the attack and then what happens. And I think the violence, you can see the, you can see the pedigree of the violent pedigree that this, this, um, this director brought to it. But um, yeah, I just think, and, and this is why I gave it five stars. Uh, and it's, it's among, I, pu- I put it amongst my top like 50, like straight away after I saw it. I, I I I do take a time to put them on there. Like I, if I give something five stars, I won't immediately put it on my top list. I'll sit about it and I'll think about it, and they think, well, I ha- I I have no other option because forty-two different characters. Right? Think of how many of the films have forty-two very distinct characters, all with their own unique motivations and character traits. All forty-two, not not equally cast. That some have two minutes, some have the whole film to develop every time one of them dies you feel something you feel something mm. different you either feel sorrow you feel sad you feel angry you feel you laugh at some of them because some of them are hilarious there's like this one where there's this teen romance and it's really horrible a bit of a romeo and juliet sort of thing goes on um and again all these themes of bullying and overpopulation they all come into it and it's not just kids killing each other because if it was, you'd get bored. Because if you've ever played any video game, you shoot the first, you, you, the first, the first seven hours are great fun shooting people. Hours seven to ten, 
depends what the game is. It can be really difficult to go. Oh, I'm bored. I'm bored of this now because I've had enough of the gore. None, of, not in this one, because the characters are what make this film. Um, there are proper villains in it. There are proper goodies in it. There's people you root for. There's people you hope die. It's, it's a. I think it's a perfect film. Um, and yeah, coming of age film. Watch it. Nice. I need to watch it because Hunger Games rules. I don't care what people say. But no, Mike. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I think weirdly enough, I think, I think because it's told through the eyes of Katniss, um, that the, the horror is, well, the, the, the horror is very abrupt because you see it from one person's terrified perspective who quickly runs away from it. I mean, the, the opening scene and the, and the, um, what's it called? The car, car, what's the middle bit called? The, Cornucopia. The carno- the cornucopia. That opening scene is horrible. Like that not opening scene, but that that the start is horrible. And it's the same with Catching Fire really. Whereas I I oh, Catching Fire I, is awesome. What I love about Catching Fire is is it just builds and builds and builds and builds to that one arrow and you're like, What the fuck has happened? I haven't read the book. I've no idea what's going Catching on. Catching Fire book is really good. And then <laughs> Mockingjay is is a letdown. Interesting. But... Um, the have you read Reese of uh, Avengers Arena? Uh, the comic. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. I think you'd like it. Let me show you the front cover of issue one. Oh, oh, that looks familiar. Yeah. Uh, that's the Battle Royale <laughs> poster. In case you're not sure. Oh, about me. but they got um, what Avengers Arena is is um, I remember reading it and I was devastated when I read it because I didn't know what it was gonna be. It was a sequel series to there was a series called Avengers Academy, which mm. was about there were eight new kids who discovered they had superpowers, and some of the Avengers took them in and they set up an Avengers Academy specifically to teach these like eight kids. And what happened through that run was those kids like redeveloped. It was like a proper like coming of age story about those kids. They were learning how to do with their powers. They were learning how to be themselves. There were like romances. There were twists and stuff. And it was this really great, like, teen story with these kids. Like, there were times when they just go out on a lesson with Spider-Man. They go out on a lesson with Ant-Man. Um, and it built them up. And then they announced, then that ended. And then they announced the sequel series was called Avengers Arena. I was like, okay, sounds cool. Same characters. And then what it was, was it started immediately with all the characters from Avengers Academy got dropped in a battle royale with a bunch of kids from the X-Men Mutant Schools. And then they just had to do a battle royale and kill each other because <laughs> um, they got trapped there by arcade. And I remember reading it; I was like, "Jesus!" <laughs> and just like they were just so many died. <laughs> so this is devastating. Because I didn't know what it was going to be. I thought it was going to be more of what I'd read in the last one. I'm just trying to think. Like, um, Hunger Games, of course, Purge is sort of like a battle royale. Not really. It's just, it's just like for one night, though, isn't it? Like you can't get far in Purge. Um, ready or not, ready or not is sort of twist on it where they're all against one person the hunt is definitely inspired by battle royale the first maybe 10 minutes of hunt before it forgets how narrative works um i haven't actually seen squid game um squid game is very battle royale i should go i've seen two episodes i've Uh, only i've seen some giant doll thing and that's it i don't know what's going on there nice uh call it black ops 4 is Battle Royale, isn't it? There's a Battle Royale um, mode. Not really. Not even Warzone? Warzone? That's a Battle Royale. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of other things like that. 
Yeah. So yeah. Fortnite. I I I just think it's a I I I think it's an underrated uh, underappreciated film because people I I don't know many people who've seen it, and it's very Probably hard. Started with Battle Royale and, as well, right? Again, it's very hard to like. I don't want to give too much away. A lot of them die, but I don't want to tell you how they die. I don't want to tell you the significance of the characters because I want you to find them out themselves. Because every character is completely unique, and there are lots of twists and turns that you might not expect in it. Like it's hard to define who the main character is. I'd say the main character is the villain. Again, Takeshi Kitano, uh, who brilliant performance. Uh, other than that, everyone's fair game, I'd say. Um, and I wouldn't. You know what? Other battle royale is, in that is awesome. Scenario. Murder World in DC. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, every time anyone goes there. Hey, 2000 was a good year for film, wasn't it? 2000 was a good year for film. I just saw a film that it didn't have... Um, what? Uh, like, put as watched, but I did definitely watch it a bunch of times when I was a child. Mm. The Little Vampire. <gasps> oh, what a film. <laughs> See, I haven't oh, seen well. that, but I can already picture the kid from it. Like, just you got... very accurately in my head. There's um, American <laughs> Psycho. Yeah, American Psycho was also my favorite but... film of 2000 that I've um, seen. Uh, I also, I, I almost picked um, Oh Brother, Where Art, Where Art Thou? Yeah, I not also a good movie. Not, but then we all went with like depressing movies where people die or. <laughs> uh, I didn't say Battle Royale was depressing. <laughs> it can yeah. be, but it's mostly fun. Okay. Oh, Scream Three came out the same year as Scary Movie. Oh, it did because Ben, my housemate, has a scream box set and the dvd for scream one two and three in that box set they all have a trailer for scream three and a trailer for scary movie they made I think it must be the first ever that the scream one in that box set must be the first ever dvd where the two trailers are for its own parody and its own like trilogy wrap-up <laughs> yeah um a dinosaur the bad Disney CGI film that came out in 2000. I I have you don't as crap Dude, as it is. Car? As crap as it is, I have very fond memories of of Dinosaur. I I still have an Aladar, um, uh, a toy, and it, and when you open its mouth, it goes, "My name is Aladar," <laughs> and then it has the T the big T Rex thing, and it goes, <laughs> and that's it. It's the worst. It doesn't even roar. It just goes, uh, Unbreakable, which is. M. Night Shyamalan's yeah. best film. Uh, yeah, I maybe. Had, I also had Aaron Brockovich, but I remember nothing of that film. Castaway. Car came out in 2000, and that film was very funny. Uh, <laughs> As I remember, I last watched it 10 years ago. <laughs> Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, classic. As I said, uh, Bedazzled. Castaway. Bedazzled. Bedazzled. Bring It On, Kirsten Dunst. Memento. Snatched the start of me, yeah, just not understanding Guy Ritchie's filmography at all. <laughs> yeah, some good films, obviously, X Men, so kind of the start of the superhero boom. Some good movies like mm. Big Mama's House. <laughs> oh, god, <laughs> or Dude, Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> anyway, the I only think... ever year to have a Mission Impossible film without also having a good Mission Impossible film. <laughs> The Emperor's new, new Groove. Yeah, I don't like that film. Oh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah, not Pokemon a good one. Three, the movie, the, the unknowns and Entei. 
That's a sick movie. Anyway, I think we're all done, wrapped up there now. We've Whoa, yeah. about some I found another 2000s parody film. Melanie, look at this. It's called Shriek, if you know what I did last Friday the 13th. What? <laughs> and it came out the same year as Scary Movie. Wow. And no one remembers that one. No. <laughs> Good. Right. We need to pick another year. Got Coolio in it. <laughs> we need to pick another year sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Reese's Tommy Wemmy Rumble 2. No, we're not calling it that. I found a movie called uh, Jack Frost 2. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it can't be, wor- can't be worse than Jack Frost 1. Snow Dad's better than No Dad. And it was no, like this Tyson is a different Jack Slyson. Frost. This is the horror movie Jack Frost. And it is better than Jack Frost 1. The tagline Still was bad. Ison and Slicen. Yeah, it's I- really bad. <laughs> Ison and Slicen. Oh, okay. Yeah. We done there? Cool. Thank you very much. That was the year 2000. Uh, yeah, that was all of the year 2000. Depressing, death, drugs, dying Not children. busted. Putting the drugs in your shoulder. <laughs> no, arm. In your arm. <laughs> Not knowing how here. drugs work. It's where they shoot it. Here in the arm. Anyway, thank you very much. It's goodbye from Mike. Bye. Goodbye from Melanie. Don't do drugs, kids. The episode was so good from us doing not drugs. <laughs> and goodbye from me. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>